Hello and welcome to the ninth ever episode of the underscore NBA News Podcast. It is currently August 11th at 10.07 a.m., our second take at recording this, because uh, at 10.05 a.m. we realized that Duncan's track wasn't recording. But I'm your host, David Bernauer, and alongside me, Duncan White, a man who just won the Bandcamp Olympics. Yeah, woohoo. So uh, it's, it's been about a week and a half or two since we last did a podcast, because he's been at Bandcamp. I've been busy with uh, stuff. Yeah, just going to some baseball games. Yeah, last night. Last night, I uh, Cubs White Sox doubleheader, Nats mm. and Indians. But this is a basketball podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and it's time to talk about basketball. So since we've been gone, uh, there's been a few new moves around the NBA. Literally, like minutes after we clicked stop recording on the last episode of this, Clint Capella re-upped with the Rockets on. Five years, ninety million, was it? Something like that. Yeah. Something in that range. I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive it was like eighty-seven to ninety million dollars, but I don't remember the years. Yeah. But I want to say it was five. Uh, yesterday, the NBA released the schedule for all thirty teams in the league. Um, Zaire Smith underwent 76ers rookie initiation and broke his foot. <laughs> joining Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and then also joining Markel Fultz on the injured Sixers rookie list. Yep. And um, Sixers looking good. Yeah. So Zaire Smith is about to be a legend. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Absolute steal at sixteen. Yeah, they traded Mikael Bridges, hometown guy. Yeah. So. Uh, also, we're we're not going to get into the LeBron Trump thing because yeah. we get heated about politics. Yes, we do. And uh, uh, on the last take that didn't record Duncan, he said he didn't want to get anybody else heated either. Yeah. Uh, we're not the social justice warriors you guys think we are. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> should we get started? No, absolutely not. All right. Switch rolls that time. So... We have the NBA schedule, some uh, some of marquee matchups just off the top of my head. LeBron's return to Cleveland. Kawhi DeRozan's return to their former teams. We got uh, Marvin Bagley and DeAndre Ayton. Luca Trey Young as the like prime rookie matchups. Mm. A matchup of the rookie of the year's 1A and B, Donovan Mitchell oh, and Ben Simmons. <laughs> um Carmelo Anthony's return to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's an absolute legend there in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I really think once he retires, they'll, they'll hang his jersey up in the rafters in Atlanta, <laughs> you'd say? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. He's definitely one of the greatest, uh, greatest Atlanta Hawks of all time, arguably the greatest. Um, <laughs> and then I think an underrated matchup that, uh, isn't talked about very often amongst like what's been said as the marquee matchups of the year. Gordon Hayward's uh, return to the Utah Jazz mm. with the Celtics this year because obviously last year he broke his foot five minutes into the season and then missed the remainder mm-hmm. of the year. So he hasn't had a chance to play anywhere except Cleveland <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as a Boston Celtic in the regular season. And then we got the Mexico games. Yes, we have the NB Mexico games. Uh, the Orlando Magic the day before announcing it. 
said there would be a major announcement on Facebook Live, which prompted everyone to think that it was New Jersey's or new ownership or, God forbid, the team was relocating. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like... Or G League team. Yeah, yeah, or we're getting sent down to the G League because <laughs> we haven't made the playoffs any time recently since like 2012. But uh, we ended up getting uh, two games in Mexico. Woohoo. Once against the Utah Jazz, and then the other against Duncan's Chicago Bulls. Yeah. So, yes, hopefully David and I can get down to Mexico this year. (laughs) I would love to get down to Mexico City this year for that game. I love me some air pollution. I love me some high altitude. And I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. I think I'm all set. (laughs) All righty. So, how about LeBron's return to Cleveland? What do you think? I'd really say it's more Lonzo coming to Cleveland than LeBron's return. Very true. I mean, maybe LeBron will play in that game. But. Yeah, I think LeBron might play. Uh, what do you think is... How do you think the fans are going to It's going to be all cheers. It better be. He okay. brought them the championship. Yeah. And there's going to be like the one or two fans that are like, boo, you said you're going you're here to stay, and then uh, you left. But if you're really a fan of the team and a fan of LeBron, you'll understand that like... There's, there's no point in staying in Cleveland after winning the championship. Right. Like, he's done all he's could with that team, and they they weren't getting any better oh, with yeah, him there. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> so it would just be best personally for him to go out to L.A. and play for one of the more storied franchises in NBA history alongside a young core he could mentor and be near Hollywood where he clearly wants to get into movies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, build his brand even more. Not yeah. that he needs it. Yeah, not that he needs the extra money. Yeah. So that is obviously one game to circle on your calendar. Um, it'd be actually kind of. I think it could be a really close game, to be honest. Yeah. Just because I think it could be actually like a really good game, not just because LeBron's return to right. game. They seem to be somewhat evenly matched teams. We get to finally see Kevin Love solo again. Yeah. Yeah. If he's healthy that game, then yeah. it'll be cool to see. Because he has his health issues in the recent past, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Shout out to Kelly Olenek. Yeah. Uh, so then we got Kawhi and DeRozan's return to their former teams. And I am definitely looking forward to see this. Because yeah, I don't know <laughs> how this can get a Christmas Day matchup yeah. for one of these games. I mean, I guess NBA didn't want bad blood on Christmas. I guess. But... I'm really looking forward to see DeRozan to go off on the Raptors. Absolutely. Just destroy them. I mean, hopefully. I mean, I I can definitely see DeRozan doing that. Yeah. Like, you know, if he does that in Toronto, like, none of the fans are going to be upset about him destroying the Raptors. They'll be cheering for him. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then Kawhi, he has to show he's healthy. So, but if he is healthy, then maybe we get to see him go head to head. Just keep guarding each other. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. I think a lot of people are underestimating this Raptors team. Like, if Kawhi's healthy, yeah. it's a lot better than them with Lowry and DeRozan. Yeah, I would Lowry agree with that. Lowry and Leonard are a lot better than... <laughs> I mean, if Lowry can stay up to what he was last year, which I don't really expect him to fall off too much. No. Because he averaged 16 last year. So, I mean, if he could stay like that and then their bench stays that good... I mean, they're probably only going to really improve because most of that bench is really young. Yeah. Um, with Delon, Delon Wright and Fred Van Fleet in the backcourt, that's for, for the backup. 
backcourt. It's looking pretty good, I'd say. Again, though, I, I'm just like, chemistry, who knows? It, things can go awry because yeah. there is that question, is Leonard going to stay or not? But if Leonard could just buy in, then, yeah, they're looking pretty yeah. good. Did you see Kawhi's uh, statement he made? I did not look at that. I just I heard it on ESPN, and I'm just like, well, okay. It, it was just, literally like the most generic yeah. type of like, thank you for having me in your organization type of thing. It's like, thank you for all that the memories. That was clearly not written by him. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> all right, sure. It's, yeah, fine. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, you're thankful for this purse, whatever. Uh, so now, no, I realized after the... After they traded Kawhi and Danny Green to Toronto, uh, Manu's the only guy left on that team from 2014 when they oh most recently won a championship. Gosh, wow. Yeah. It's Jeez. crazy. Man. It's only four years uh, ago. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's amazing how the NBA just changes way too quickly. Especially his last, like, two, three seasons. Yeah, yeah. But uh, next up on the list, we have uh, the rookie matchups. We have number one overall pick DeAndre Ayton and number two pick Marvin Bagley the third mm-hmm. going up against each other. Suns versus Kings. The only reason to watch two of the bottom teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean throw Booker in there, but but this is an Ayton Bagley matchup. Yeah, um, I definitely want to see this just so like because I, I I've been hearing so many critics from Bagley. It's they're saying he's the next Michael Beasley. I'm like, okay. How is he Michael Beasley? I, I don't know how you could say he's Michael Beasley, but everyone's saying that because they think he's going to be a bust. I'm like, okay. Because, I mean, Michael Beasley's a power forward now, but wasn't he a small forward when he entered the league? Yeah, especially at the NBA at the time. Yeah. Yeah, he was a yeah, small Marvin forward. Yeah, Marvin Bagley's not a small forward. <laughs> so, everyone's saying he's the next Michael Beasley. I'm like, okay, sure, Okay, fine. they're both number two overall picks, and they both have the same initials, so what? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I'm like, okay, I think... That'll be one of the games where Bagley actually really shows up yeah. and shows that he is not a Michael Beasley. Yeah. Although if he is a bust, uh, the precedent's there because you got MB for Michael Beasley, who is kind of a bust. Then another Marvin selected second overall, Marvin Williams. Williams. Yeah, he's kind of resurrected his career, but yeah. I mean, but he's, he's no sh- second overall pick. I mean, he's just a stretch four at this point. So, I mean. Uh, and then Luka and Trey. Yeah, Luka, Doncic, Trey Young, two names that will be forever connected to each other. After getting traded on draft night, Luka was drafted third by the Hawks and traded to the Mavericks for the fifth pick, Trey Young, and a protected 2019 first rounder mm. that keeps going protected until some year. And then if it's not conveyed to the Hawks, it's like it's two second round picks in like 2023 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, those two will always uh, be connected due to being traded for each other. Two of the, I'd say, most hyped prospects in the draft, if not the two most hyped. Oh, yeah. Because Trey Young, obviously, at Oklahoma, everyone's lauding him as the next Steph Curry. What you, uh, he's not going to be that, but all right. <laughs> no, because it's tough to live up to a two-time MVP and only unanimous MVP in NBA history. Yeah. And 402 three-pointers made in a season. Probably the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Lofty expectations, yeah. But obviously, then after, but like obviously after his breakout at Oklahoma, like literally every single Oklahoma Sooners game was on ESPN, yeah. Which was great to watch because I really wanted Trey Young for the Magic in the draft because we still don't have a point guard. Yep, 
I mean, Jaron Grant exists. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mo Bamba. I think he's a great guy, and he is a, like the second thing that the Magic need is a defensive presence at center. But he needed a point guard. But that's not relevant because we're talking about the Hawks, Mavericks, and Luka Doncic at 19 years old, the youngest ever MVP of the Euro League for uh, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. which is. Arguably, like, the second best league in yeah. the world outside of the NBA. Yeah. It's better than, definitely better than college basketball. Definitely. Certainly better than the G League. Yeah. It's competitive over in Europe. Yeah. And he's got better fundamentals than a lot of other yeah. guys. He's so much better, and I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> what I'm interested to see just in that game is who does Trey Young guard? Because... Dennis Smith Jr. is the point guard. I don't think he should be guarding him. Because Smith, Smith is just so much faster than Trey. Even if Trey bigger. were like a yeah, even if Trey were like an average defender, which he's not, he's way below average. Yeah, Smith could just blow past him anyway because yeah. he's so fast. I mean, I'd be interested to see how the Hawks really hide Trey Young this year, especially especially when you're facing that type of backcourt. Like the DSJ and Doncic are gonna be pretty good. So who does Trey Young guard? Like, I wouldn't put him on Doncic either because, again, he's too small. So I, I want to see how Trey Young reacts to having to actually put a lot of effort on the defensive end and then how well he can actually do offensively at the same time because he he's not going to be able to go very far in this league if he can't put himself out there defensively and then also retain his offensive side. So it'll be interesting to see that game. Yeah, I'm excited for both of those prospects. There are two of my favorite guys going into the draft. Mm. But uh, speaking of Hawks rookies, though, did you see Omari Spellman's exchange with Ronnie 2K on Twitter? No. Okay. Omari Spellman asked for his ranking, and Ronnie 2K replied with one more year, brother, or something like that. <laughs> and Omari Spellman said, I'm already in the league. <laughs> and Ronnie 2K says, I know, LOL. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not know. You told him one more year. You did not know. If you knew, you would have given him the ranking right then. <laughs> I know. LOL. Oh, boy. This is the reason why 2K is just starting to fall right now. NV Live is looking like it. Uh, it's getting. The it's, graphics looks like, look good, but I'm worried about the gameplay. Yeah. That's my only issue. We haven't seen a lot of gameplay out of NV Live. And I still haven't seen any, any ratings yet. So, oh, Mo Bamba's got an 81, I know. Oh, okay. I've seen, like, very, really I've seen very few ratings with the NBA Live, and it was basically just the Celtics team. So I'm like, okay. Maybe there's more. I, I haven't really been paying I'm, much attention. I'm going to have to get the NBA Live 19 demo to see if it's worth yeah, buying the game or not. We're both getting that, especially because like, 2K was oh, just... Yeah, because you have an Xbox and I have a PS4. Yeah. Uh, 2K yeah, was two, just kind of... Yeah. yeah. This year. Anyway, let's, let's move yeah. on from that because we, we can talk about 2K all day. Yeah. Uh, David brought this one up with the Gordon Hayward returning to Utah. Yeah. For the first time, because it's been a year. Will there be booze? Will there be uh, cheers? Like, if my first reaction was, I didn't, I really didn't think there'd be that many booze, but now, I th- now I think about it, it's Utah fans, and no disrespect to Utah fans, they're kind of some crazy fans, so crazy in a good way. Yeah. So they, I, I, there will be booze. I mean, it's just how it's going to be. But I feel like fans have to start getting used to the, the new NBA of stars just going everywhere now. So mm-hmm. Expect some booze, and I expect the Celtics to win that game. Well, so. Yeah, Celtics are... 
I I would expect a win out of them too. Yeah. Speaking of Gordon Hayward, did you see his uh from like it was like a month ago, but his uh baby gender reveal video? Oh my god! Yeah, yes. Is daddy happy. Daddy's <laughs> always, always happy. <laughs> so if you didn't see it, Gordon Hayward has uh two young daughters that he has with his wife. And so they're expecting another child. And so obviously his wife knows the gender of the baby, but they did a little thing where like, you know, like the balloons all come out of the box. And if they're blue, it's a boy, pink, it's a girl. Yeah. They open the box. He opens the box with his daughters. <laughs> a bunch of pink balloons come flying out and you can just see the disappointment in his face. <laughs> yeah. That it's another girl. He <laughs> just wants a boy to hang out with so badly. Yeah, teach him how to play basketball. <laughs> uh, just, it's so sad. <laughs> it's like Daddy's always happy, clearly not happy yeah. as he as he kicks a balloon across the backyard. <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, he's returning to the court, so yeah. I mean, he should be. But uh, recently, uh, he's streaming some game on Twitch, and he said he wants Celtics fans to start a Daddy's yeah. always happy chant at yeah. the games. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know how that chant's gonna work out, but. We'll see. <laughs> Daddy's always happy. It just sounds so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Too many syllables. Yeah. And it just sounds weird. Yeah. Uh, so, how about Mello returning to Atlanta? Uh, greatest Atlanta Hawks since Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, guess, I guess it's just one of those games for Houston. It's just kind of like, sure, let's, let's play him. Knock him out early. Let's move on. Really, yeah. So I don't really. There's really no reason to watch that game, honestly. Just, just to really see. I how put it big down the there. Score yeah. I put it down there as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, there, there's going to be that Hawks fan though. It's just going to boo mellow all day. Seriously, <laughs> there's going to be the well if they show up because the Hawks are like last in attendance. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. already didn't show up when they were good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just going to be. Nothing really. It's a problem with cities like Atlanta and Phoenix. A bunch of transplants whose favorite teams are from other cities. Oh yeah, and they'll show up. And then you already went to the Mexico games a little bit when we were going over what games we had. Yeah. So uh, Duncan, I hear you have some two early playoff predictions. Yeah. So I didn't really want to do this, but a lot of other people are already doing this. So it's basically two early playoff predictions because now that a lot of the dust has settled, so. Uh, this is probably going to change in about two days, All so right. <laughs> just kind of give you like an overview right well, now. Keep as in mind, right there are no wins predictions here. This is just yeah. seeding. Uh, yeah, this is just seeding, and obviously, especially in the West, a lot of these teams can move around very easily. So my Western Conference predictions, uh, it's kind of basically how, if you watch NBA TV, uh, Dennis Scott kind of did his. It's not the same, but it's similar. But so obviously we have the Warriors with now their All Star starting Boogie. lineup. Yeah, they're all well, NBA they're, starting lineup. If they don't get the first seed, I'd be shocked, barring injury, obviously. And then uh, everyone's you know going and saying how the Rockets kind of got worse. I do agree with that, but I still feel like with the MVP and then with Chris Paul, they're. They're gonna be right there. At worst, they're, they're gonna be a top three seed. So I'm gonna have I have them second still. However, I do have the Thunder like basically 
right on their tail, and they could easily take the second spot, I feel like, um, because obviously Melo's now on the Rockets, and we've seen what Melo does to teams. So if the Rockets kind of get worse, it's I, don't be shocked if it's because it's Melo just doing isolation all day. Um, so then I have Thunder D- number three. Yeah, what? Let's say D'Antonio won't let Anthony do that. He's going to bench him. I, I hope D'Antonio doesn't let him do that. But granted, their offense is, especially in the fourth quarter, it's just give it to Paul, give it to Harden, yeah. pick and roll. If that if that doesn't work, ISO. So we'll see. If I feel like Melo post-up isolation is going to be like a fallback option. If just everything goes wrong on a yeah. possession, just throw it to him. He can and he knows probably what to make do. the shot. So... But that that's no way to run your offense, though. So I don't want I don't want to see that. Melo's probably gonna be catching shoot guy this year. Yeah. Um. So for like, this is really barring injury. If Rudy Gobert could stay healthy, Jazz are gonna be a tough four seed in my opinion. For sure. Like they're they're just too good defensively. Um. Again, it depends on Rudy Gobert and um if obviously Mitchell can uh, stay healthy and provide the offense for them. Because he's kind of like their only offense besides Joe Ingles, yeah. who only shoots threes. Uh, and then I have Spurs number five because they the Spurs made the playoffs with Lamarcus Aldridge as their main guy. Leonard only played nine games. You add DeRozan to that team, you're gonna be better. Yeah. I feel like there's gonna be no three point shooting at all on yeah, this team. I mean, but. but that was how it was basically last year. So <laughs> I mean, you're gonna add an all star. So. You're going to be better, and Pop is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He'll figure it out. So, I have Spurs at number five. And to be honest, I kind of just want to see a Jazz and Spurs matchup yeah. in the first round. That would be yeah. really cool to see. Pop kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, six, this is where I kind of just, I'm like, uh, I don't, know, I don't really yeah, know what's don't know happening. At this point. Yeah. So, I put Pelicans. It's the only reason why I did that is because Anthony Davis is too good. Um, and basically, that's the only reason why. I mean, Drew Holiday, if he can stay at, at the same level he was last year, making all defensive team and also averaging 20 points, the Pelicans are going to be there, maybe better, because the West is always so close. Seventh, I have the Lakers, and I don't expect them to get any better than this. And this is kind of generous by me. I would have them at eight seed. Um, I'm so sick and tired of hearing the Lakers at the number two seed. Please stop, everybody. LeBron James just went to a 35-win team, but is LeBron really going to make him that much better in a Western Conference? I don't think so. They're not going to be... Maybe. No. Max... But it's LeBron. Oh, my gosh. Max, for Lakers, is fifth seed, in my opinion. I don't think they get there. Um, I think... A lot of people are finally starting to realize because a lot of people have like third or fourth, and they finally started to realize, oh yeah, there's that team. The Spurs are going to be better. Oh yeah, the Jazz are there. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's the Pelicans too. Yeah, I don't expect the Lakers to be any better than fifth seed. I don't think they're going to even get there. Lakers, I owe you at seven. Nuggets um, at eight. Yeah. So this is kind of like, it's kind of like my wild card pick. Uh, Timberwolves, I do not trust you anymore with your horrible offensive schemes. And now your defense is also the worst under Thibodeau, which makes no sense. So I can't put you in the playoffs at this point. Um, and then the Clippers, while they could be better, again, I don't see them in the playoffs. And then also I didn't pick Portland, which I kind of feel weird with that pick. As of right now, though, again, this, this is probably going to change, but... Portland got the three seed, barely, so 
I, I, and they got swept by the Pelicans, so I can't really put them in the playoffs at this point. While I do love the backcourt, I feel like Portland got, didn't get any better. If anything, they got worse yeah. this offseason. They lost Shabazz Napier, who was a pretty good backup point guard. And in my opinion, they had to trade one of those point guards this year. Like you got to get rid of either Lillard or, or McCollum because it, it clearly shows if you just have a good backcourt, you're really not going to go very far. No. Because you've seen you, the Wizards, too, with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Yeah, and like you need you need a wing player that's going to be like the two-way, uh, two-way star. Yeah. Plus if they're like similar heights, like McCollum... Yeah. And Willard yeah, and, and they just Wall do the same Bielard thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. They all Willard and McCollum especially just do like the same exact thing. Yeah, and just McCollum averages six plus points. So it's like I can't really trust you right now. You brought back Nurkic, thank God. Um, but I don't expect Zach Collins to have a breakout season. Um, so sorry, Portland, you're not gonna. I don't think you get in. But Nuggets. People forget the Nuggets had the second best offense last season. So if they could just work it out defensively, which they had, like, the worst defense, then they will be pretty good. And they're probably a sleeper team as of right now, and I like their backcourt with uh, uh, Murray and Harris. And then you have Jokic. I feel like they're going to get into into the playoffs this year. Add Isaiah Thomas, who hopefully can have a good season. Hopefully bounces back. Yeah. So... Just to give the overview, it's Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, Spurs, Pelicans, Lakers, Nuggets. Not a lot of defense on that Nuggets team. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they just traded Wilson Chandler, too. And And let's not forget about Michael Porter Jr., but But, I don't think he's playing this season. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's playing this year. I haven't seen anything definitively saying that he will play or won't play. Yeah. So, we'll see about that. But I feel like if he doesn't play... Nuggets are just going to get into the playoffs. What did Nuggets even get for Wilson Chandler? Nothing else. Yeah, I think they just got money. They just kind of gave him to him. Yeah, it was just so... I just remember looking at the bottom of the screen and the trade is just like, Nuggets traded Chandler to to the 76ers. (laughs) 76ers absorbed Chandler into the cap space. That's all it said. It didn't say anything really in return. So I'm like, okay. I think it was more for the Nuggets so just to get off his salary. It was just like, we don't need you anymore. Bye. We don't want to pay you. Because mm-hmm. they were about to go into the luxury tax with Will Barton yeah. resigning. So, all right, moving on. Eastern Actually, conference. David, conference, do you have anything to say? Conference. I haven't really looked at it, and it's no, hard to read like from the here. West. Oh no, no, I don't really have anything to. You don't want to change anything? Say. No, I'm fine with them. Yeah, this uh, it's probably gonna change, like probably tomorrow. Maybe <laughs> a few hours. Yeah. Maybe right after we're done recording this episode. As uh, usual. Yeah. So, Easter Conference. Um, let's just say this East is wide open. I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, LeBron-less East, and now it's, yeah. it's pretty much a three-team race between uh, the Celtics, 76ers, and Raptors yes. for who is the heir to LeBron's throne. Yeah. So, at top, I have Celtics. They're just too good. I... I'm really sick of hearing all this stuff about how the Celtics are not going to be able to mesh this year because now that both Irving and Hayward are coming back, Brown and Tatum both showed up, but like everyone's saying, like, well, Brown and Tatum aren't going to give up their their touches for them. Like, But the, the, these are the same people saying that the Raptors are actually going to be great when they haven't played together at all. So I'm like, I don't want to hear that. And there's also the same people saying that the Lakers are going to make the conference finals because LeBron is there, but they haven't played together yet. 
So I don't want to hear any of this crap because the Celtics have been together while Hayward has been out. Irving played with them, and Horford was still there, and everybody else became better. They brought back the same team. They still have the same system. They still have Brad Stevens. I'm pretty confident the Celtics are going to be just all right. Now, they're adding Robert Williams in the draft. Did they even sign anybody? I don't know. Really, like they, like they brought s- back Aaron Baines. And that's, I feel like they signed like a guy from Europe. No, I maybe. Know. I don't but, know. So, you keep talking. I'll look into yeah. it. Celtics, I'd have no concerns right now. Um, next, I have the 76ers. This is, the only reason why they have the 76ers, yeah. though, is just due to the fact that the Raptors, I, I still have questions um, with Leonard. Uh, if the if the Raptors can figure out everything with Leonard and like Leonard buys in, he has he's still a top three player in the league. Then I, I would have the Raptors second, but because that's unknown, I'm gonna go with what's definitive, and that's the 76ers have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Hopefully, Mark Hill Fultz figures out his jump shot. Um, and let's remember the 76ers won 51 games, so I and now add in a weaker Eastern Conference, they're gonna win more. And that everybody else just gets better. So I'm going to... I have 76ers at 2. Then I have the Raptors at 3. Again, though, we could switch it with 76ers. I do not expect Sixers or the Raptors to take the, the one spot, though. I still see Celtics are just too good. After that, I have the Pacers. And if you've been seeing Oladipo, I mean, I think he's going to have an even better year yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, hopefully Miles Turner can just show up. Yeah. Soon, because like he like was, every year he's, he says I'm gonna be most improved player this year, and then just and then average is like twelve and seven. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> ah. well, he does block shots. I he hasn't really improved anything else. So he's improved his three point shot. Yeah, yeah, I guess he doesn't shoot a lot of them. That's the thing. Yeah. So um, I do like Tyreek Evans though with the Pacers, and I think he will start at point guard. So if I think that backcourt will be doing very well. My only issue is that while they are a good defensive team, I don't really have a wing defender besides Oladipo. So if there's like a small forward they have to guard, Bogdanovich is okay. But other than that, you'd probably put Thaddeus Young, and he's kind of slowing down. So Pacers, I have four. Bucks, I have number five. Now, if Giannis can f- and the Bucks can figure out their shooting issues, yeah, hopefully they can with Mike Budenholzer as their new head coach. Yeah, and it's a very underrated offseason addition, I think. This yes, year. Uh, Chris Middleton is also, I feel like, one of the most underrated players in the league. Yeah. he's been so, a borderline All Star the last few seasons. Yeah, especially in the East. So, I feel like you have Middleton, but then Bledsoe isn't really a shooter, so you need to find shooting elsewhere. Brogdon. Um, yeah, Brogdon. Uh, they still have Delvadova, I think. Yeah, he's, but I don't want to say he's washed. It's but. almost like they have too many point guards on that team. Um, and and they have Giannis as a ball handler. Uh, they added Brook Lopez, who could shoot, but no defensive presence. They brought back Ilyasova, so that will That's, help. That was great. Yeah. That was a great move by that them. That will definitely Ilyasova help. In. And if Giannis can just make some jump shots, then. I think they could get into the top four, but again, it's like I feel like the Bucks. So it's like Giannis has an amazing season, and then they just kind of disappoint. But maybe Budenholzer would be the fixer to that. Hopefully, six. I have Wizards, and this is where I'm just kind of like, I just kind of had to throw them in because of just oh, dude, overall talent, and they usually just get into the playoffs every year. Yeah. I and again, they're, kind of a shoe in. They're they're just one of those teams again, though. I'm like, you had to trade one of your backcourt guys, get rid of Wall or get rid of Beal, because 
I, the other one will pick up what the other one did. So you you had to you had to get rid of one of those guys because now Otto Porter is your the most highest paid player on the Wizards right now. Somehow and that that just isn't working out very well. So unless Otto Porter becomes a two way star, I don't see that happening. The Wizards are not going to be anywhere near what they should have been. Can't forget they gave uh, Dwight Howard a two year deal with a player option for oh the second my gosh. season. Yeah, and then Dwight <laughs> Howard says, I would love to retire here, but yet he says that to every yeah, other team every, he went to. <laughs> every one of the last, like, four teams he's been with. Yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. Everyone's saying they're, they're going to be better. I mean, I think they'll be better defensively, but, like, it, what's Howard going to do? I don't... I mean, like, he averages, like, six, he averaged, like, 16 and 10 this last season, but he was so bad that you wouldn't even know that his just stats were that good. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the Hornets were just bad. Player, <laughs> He's clearly not, because we we would have been talking about him averaging like sixteen and ten. Yeah, so and they got Jeff Green, which Ew. David could talk no. about that. Jeff Green is I don't know how this man gets a contract every year. He is one of the worst players in the NBA that consistently gets playing time. Yeah, the only reason I don't why understand. I feel like the only reason why he even got a contract this year is because the fact that he showed up Game Seven against the Celtics. That's why, because he has one game a year where he plays really well, and that's all people see. And in those years that he doesn't have a game where he plays amazingly, he has like two or three highlight dunks where he actually just destroys somebody on the other end of a poster. <laughs> and that's why he gets a contract every year. And that's why he's on a new team every year because the teams realize they're like, "Oh, this guy sucks," <laughs> and then they get rid of and him, and he needs to go to a new team. <laughs> yeah. He has the best agent in basketball. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and then the Wizards added Rivers. I don't. I like it, but again, though, you he's not going to get much playing time, and they, I don't really know. It's just the the Wizards are just kind of all over the place. Seven. This is where I'm just kind of like I'm just going to put the Cavs for now. You could easily put the Pistons, but. I, I'm just so concerned with Drummond and Griffin. I do not see that working out. Dwayne Casey is now in Detroit. Hopefully that works out. I think he'll make them better, but I don't. I'm not. I can't really put him at seven right now. And Reggie Jackson, all of a sudden, after being traded from the Thunder, which was probably his worst mistake ever, like requesting a trade, he has been irrelevant. So and he's been injured. Yeah, Stephen Adams bashed him in his uh, autobiography yeah. recently. It's not like we didn't miss him. <laughs> Clearly, uh, so I'm just like, like Jackson like thought he was gonna be like an all star, and he has absolutely done nothing ever since. So I, mean, I really thought he was too, though, when he got traded to Detroit. I thought he was, he was pretty, really good as the end of that season. Yeah, but like there, I, but. I thought he was gonna average like maybe eighteen and eight, but like I didn't really think he was gonna be that. He never really top tier point you know, guard. I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be like a top five guy, but he just never really improved after getting to Detroit. Yeah, um, and also Stanley Johnson all of a sudden is just not existence either. So just, yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He was so, good his rookie year and then yeah fell off the face of the earth. Cavs. The only reason I go with Cavs though is just due to the fact that like, I feel like Toronto is an underrated coach and he actually can do pretty good defensive Ooh. schemes. So. It, the reason why Teron Lue looks so bad is because LeBron was the coach with the Cavs. So they brought back Kevin Love, who hopefully would be better as now the main guy. Uh, Colin Sexton, they actually look pretty good in Summer League, so we'll see about that. And also, like they, they just played together longer, so I feel like that'll be better for the Cavs. And they'll probably make the playoffs, but who knows? It's the East. 
And then after that, I just I for eight, I just put like randomized teams and just we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, you have the Hornets. Don't think they're making the playoffs. They just continue to disappoint. They need to get rid of Kemba Walker now because he's on a really cheap contract. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. Yeah, and he's probably going to walk anyway. So, But, I mean, he mm. wanted to stay in Charlotte, but... He says he wants to stay, but... I mean, you're not going to come out and say, yeah, I want to leave, yeah. unless it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like Kawhi. Um, yeah. Obviously, you talked about the Pistons. Who knows? Um, New York doesn't have Porzingis for until January, maybe February. Maybe even out the whole season. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing because he was an all-star. Uh, and then, obviously, we have our Bulls and Magic here. And it's just... Each uh, of us thinks we're making the playoffs. Each I of us is prepared to be disappointed uh, when they I'm, don't. I'm prepared to be disappointed. <laughs> I'm very concerned with this stupid Vegas over-under prediction, which came out. I don't understand how the Bulls got 27.5 when we won 27 games with Krista missing 30 games, Zach Levine missed 60, and then Marketing missed 17. Vegas doesn't talk about that. So, like, you just, if those guys could stay healthy, and then you add in Wendell Carter Jr., I don't understand how we get worse. So, I think it's, you can put him, if everything goes right, you're making the playoffs. If everything goes wrong, I, yeah, it, it's just, yeah. Uh, Magic, same thing with you, David, if you want to talk we about We need that. a point guard. Yeah, <laughs> they, they need a point guard. They're probably going to be pretty good defensively. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just, excited for that out of the floor. I mean, if they could, I say, be a very aggressive defensive team with the Magic, and then... They can afford to with Bamba in the paint. Yeah, if they... They, it's just, not they, start. Need, they just need to find a scorer that could... And someone to lead a team. Like, other than Aaron Gordon, I don't know who's going to create offense for this team. I feel like Jonathan Isaac can make his shot a little bit better this year but after that he's, I'm just like I don't really he know he still has a bit of a ways to go oh, before absolutely. he's like a uh, if he does develop into a star player he still has a ways to go before he's even close to that though <laughs> yeah so like Fournier can score but he can't really create offense and he just don't have a point guard tried that <laughs> in 2016 and no yeah <laughs> um you still have Vooch don't you you still have Vooch I don't, I don't know what's going on there He's only in the NBA because he's so good offensively. Yeah. So. Because he cannot play any defense. I'd be like, shocked if he actually starts, though. I I just. Vuchel, I think he'll to begin I, the season. He'll start ahead of Bamba, because Steve Clifford historically doesn't play rookies a whole ton. That's true, actually. Yeah. But I. I really think Bamba's going to showcase in the movements that he gets that he should be playing over. Steve Vooch. Clifford's a defensive coach. Yeah. So it's like you that can't. Too. Can't just take away Bamba's best yeah. part of this game. I'm like, ah, uh, whatever. Ken so. Burt should be our starting center. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, you guys. Are you too should many. be you, second. You, you string, have way though. too many centers right now, man. I'm just like, uh. yeah. Oh yeah, we have Mozgov too. Yeah. I forgot. I'm like, ah, uh, you had Dakari Johnson. Right? Yeah, it was a sad end of the Dakari Johnson <laughs> era. So, so July 20th to July 23rd. Yeah. I feel like right now, though, for like the East, like the last two spots, there's just too many questions. And once we get some clarity to those questions and maybe some answers, then then we'll kind of figure it out. But again, though, it's just like there's just too many questions. I don't see the Nets getting any better. D'Angelo Russell's back, but everyone's like they thinks D'Angelo Russell's be so good because of 2K. Because 2K like it has like 
I don't like know what they're doing with D'Angelo Russell. I, I, it's probably because he was the number two overall. <laughs> that he becomes like a 93. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Jalogafer was third overall. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I don't really think the Nets going to be any better. They're probably tanking this year. And I don't, I don't want to hear the Hawks are making the playoffs because Trey Young is there. Don't don't no. don't start with that. It's not happening. Don't no. don't even start. Yes, Linsanity's there. Don't start though. I mean, Mel, they they just got rid of Melo, guys. They're, they're not getting anywhere. The yeah. best talk of all time. Maybe if Melo was on the team, <laughs> they'd have a chance. Yeah. So <laughs> don't. I think the Hawks and the Nets are just absolute, absolutely no way they're making the playoffs. Other than that, though, your team could possibly get in the playoffs. Yeah. As um, long as you're not like. As long as they're not the Hawks, yeah, there's a chance <laughs> in the East. Barring injury, obviously, so we'll see. Yeah. Also, regarding uh, whoops, didn't Duncan shouldn't have seen that page. That was the trivia questions <laughs> oh, for I, later. I didn't even look. Okay, <laughs> but uh, regarding whether the Celtics did in fact add a Euroleague player, they did. They added Brad Wanamaker, who ah. I think is one of the better Euroleague players. Uh, he's going to be a 29 year old rookie. So I don't really know how much playing time he's going to get in Boston. Yeah, especially with all those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see how he does. He's probably getting paid more in the NBA than he is in Europe. Mm. But uh, speaking of Boston, though, are they actually alive for the finals? All right. <laughs> I, I've i just... Jalen Brown would, says so. Yeah, Jalen Brown says that I... Obviously, if they stay healthy, um, well, they need to stay healthy... The only way I can see them really not getting anywhere is if, like, Gordon Hayward just doesn't come back to what he was. Like, he was, he's nowhere near to what he was before. But even if that happens, I feel like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum would just pick up yeah. what he did. So, I basically, I'm not going to say 100% lock, but I'm, like, close to 100% lock in for the finals. Yeah, I'd say, like, 95% yeah, chance. I, Obviously, though, injury, but if we just take injury away for all the teams, I feel like it's still Celtics are just too good. Um, obviously, Raptors and then 76ers. It, uh, unless Joel Embiid has like an historical season, I don't see it. I don't see a 76ers yeah. getting past the Celtics. Yeah, or unless one of the teams like the Pacers or Bucks has a kind of like a breakout season like the Warriors did in 2015 when they won 67 games in the championship I mean, against the Cavs. I mean, Bucks did get a new head coach, right? So yeah, and it was Mike Budenholzer who was coached the Hawks that 60-win season the same 2015 year yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Um, you want to talk about the MPJ beef? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a... I would one might call a uh, Luka Doncic stan. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> this man would not stop talking about him before the draft, and I'm just like... I didn't like, shut up about him, like, the whole school yeah. year. I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure Aiden's going number one. He's like, no, Doncic should go number one. Well, I, I don't think I didn't think he was going to go number one, but I thought he should have yeah, gone yeah. number one. I'm like, Aiden's going number one, but all right. <laughs> Luka Doncic, as, as far as I'm concerned, should have gotten number one overall. But uh, recently, M- MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., who was the consensus number one pick before a back injury ended his college career uh, two minutes in. I think it was like two minutes, right? I mean, he played like two games after. Well, yeah, but I played like, after it, that. It did not matter. No one cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> he played two minutes of college basketball. So uh, he recently liked, uh, it was either a post or a comment on Instagram. Yeah, it was a comment That on said Instagram. that Luka Doncic is like the most overrated prospect in history and that MPJ is way better. Ugh. Something like that. Yeah. Which is absolutely ridiculous. 
Michael Porter Jr. has played, like, not even 30 minutes of basketball against college-level prospects and is famous for being 6'10 and dunking on 5'10 kids in high school. <laughs> yeah. The guy can barely dribble without looking at the ball yeah. <laughs> when he's running around the court. Ugh. He has no passing ability. <laughs> and all he can do really is score. Yeah, that's I haven't heard anything good about him defensively. Uh, remember what I said though? Like I was watching those videos of him, like in high school. I'm like, all I see is that this man can just score. Yeah. Like everyone's like putting comparing to Kevin Durant. I'm like Durant plays defense, so I don't want to hear that comparison. But when I watch him, I'm like, all I see is just a scorer who does not care about his teammates very much. It's all he just pulls up from three on fast breaks, and it's just like, sure, you can score. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have Luka Doncic, who at 19 years old is the youngest MVP in EuroLeague history, won the EuroBasket Championship with Slovenia. I think it was EuroBasket, that's what it was called. EuroBasket Championship with Slovenia being the number two beside all-star this year, Goran Dragic, and somehow leading Slovenia to a gold medal against powerhouses like France and Spain and those countries and absolutely destroying Porzingis when they were matched up against each other. Mm. This guy was, like, top five in scoring in the EuroLeague as well, up there in assists as well, I want to say, and was the leader of a team of veterans in a EuroLeague where young players don't typically get a lot of playing time. Yeah. And yet this kid at 19 years old is leading this team to a championship yeah. and winning MVP. Uh, I think he's done a little bit more <laughs> than Michael Porter Jr. has. Maybe just a little. The real <laughs> highest level MPJ's played against is high schoolers. Uh, yeah, that's when he looked good. Luka Doncic has been playing against the best players in the world outside of the NBA. And you could argue a lot of them could be in the NBA. Oh, absolutely. If it were for either just, you know, wanting to be in Europe where you'll get more playing time or just being a young guy that ended up just kind of washing out of the NBA. Yeah. But it's still like an NBA caliber type of guy, but just never figured it out. Mm. So as of right now, I think Luka Doncic just might be better than (laughs) Michael Porter Jr. Just a little bit, you know, just a tad. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) I don't know. I, That's just me, though. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked <laughs> at like the amount of people, yeah. the Bulls fans that just wanted MPJ. I'm just like, really, yeah. you you want MPJ on this team? Yeah. One guy's not hurt. One guy has a chronic back issue. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> also, not to mention, uh, just bring up 2K ratings and all that. Freaking. Do you, see, do you see Trey Young's post when he's just like, I've been underrated my entire life, yeah. and he's 77 overall? Dude, you're I'm 77 like, overall. It's like, pretty good I'm for like, a rookie. Are you seriously? Like, you, That's pretty good for a rookie. You played only Summer League, and you're saying you're underrated with, with that rating. Yeah, well, speaking of underrated and Luka Doncic again, he was rated as 79 <laughs> overall, and DeAndre eight in the number one pick of the draft, was like, Luka, you should have a higher rating <laughs> than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, Trey Young, you're, you're underrated, sure. Um... Yeah, I, I just not I that he's bad, but he's certain. I think he's overrated. That, that was that was an over. I mean, are you serious? How do you even get a seventy-seven? In my opinion, besides like he just shoots the ball, and like 
Yeah, you can create, but whatever. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't know if you saw this, but he posted a picture of him from this season on the court, um, presumably complaining at a call an official made with a caption, when you see all the rookies are better than you in 2K. Yeah, what? Because <laughs> I, I think he's also a 77 overall. It's so cool. Around there. And this man was up for most improved. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. All right. What also doesn't make sense, like, how, like, 2K has, like, the live ratings. Wasn't he, like, an 81? That's what I thought. By the end of the season? Yeah. Why is he a 77 now? Okay. What did they change? 2K. It's stupid. <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying with 2K. Ugh. But we're not going to get into 2K. Um, Even though we just have twice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, also, one more thing before we move on to the next thing. So, I, I kind of thought about this. So, when we... Now with the new All-Star format, you know, there's there's captains from each... For, like, one yeah. one player from each conference. Who's going to be the captain now for the East? LeBron's gone. Giannis. You think Giannis? Giannis was the leading vote-getter until the final votes came out. Oh, I, yeah, I, I get that, but I'm just like... Don't, like, Kyrie's always getting a lot of votes. Granted, he's probably not going to get as many because there's so many All-Stars on, on his team. But, like... Yeah, but Giannis has the I entire like, country of Greece behind okay, him. Okay, that's true, but, like, Embiid is also, like, one of the most favorite players on social media. Yeah. It's like the only guy... Oh, I guess... I like J.J. Redick, too, on the 76ers, but Redick and Embiid are the only two guys I actually like on the 76ers. I, I feel like Embiid... I don't know why, but I just hate that team so much for some reason. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. Uh, but like, I feel like Embiid, though, he could, if he has such, like, such a great year, then I feel like he could be the, the leader for the East. Because mm-hmm. now it, it'd be interesting just to see the who's gonna get it for the West though. Because like it's gonna be it's probably gonna be LeBron. But yeah. I mean Steph Curry though was getting a ton of votes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Everyone loves Steph. Yeah, um, yeah. So speaking of Steph, he finished last at a charity golf tournament. Yeah, I saw. he's supposed to be good at golf. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to be good. I'm like, really? Yeah. Shot, shot 86. What was it, 16 over? I don't over? know if that's good. It's 16 over, I thought. Okay. That's I pretty know. bad. I don't know. I don't know anything about golf. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about golf either, but if you, you shoot over, 16 over, it's pretty bad. I know that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I know that's bad. So, all right, enough about golf. Uh, so, oh, I love golf. I'm on Blake Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about Mel with the Rockets, just to kind of get into that a little bit? I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it doesn't, certainly doesn't fix their... Uh, hole on defense for sure oh yeah but uh i think he does provide more offense than ariza or luke risha umba amute do you have to say his full name every time you just can't say mbah or mbam whatever i can't talk (laughs) anyway so i think it's a positive addition because like everyone's like oh Melo sucks and you know he's super inefficient when he's with the thunder Mm mm-hmm but he didn't really have uh, one of those banana boat buddies in OKC like he does in Houston. Yeah. And, like, if Mike D'Antoni can't get through to him, like, especially regarding, like, a bench roll, if that's a possibility this year. Yeah. But I don't really think it will because they don't have any other depth at small forward. But regarding this, like, heavy isolation basketball, if he's not going to listen to D'Antoni because he and D'Antoni had trouble in New York when they were together there. Yeah, I think Chris Paul could definitely get through to him and be like, "Hey, listen up, Bucko. <laughs> you got to do what's best for the team." Yeah, and well, I, he did take a step back in OKC. Though, like, I don't think he took enough step back. No, he clearly wanted the ball 
um, especially late in the shot clock when it's just like... No, give we, it to Russ or Paul George. Uh, I'd rather have Russ come off a screen or something or have Paul George come off a down screen and hopefully create something there instead of giving it to Mel in the post. Um, and then do 20 jab steps, yeah. 15 pump fakes, <laughs> and then shoot a shot off the front of the rim. My biggest, like... Why I don't feel like the Rockets are going to fall off that much. It's just my only issue is the fact that they were a top 10 defensive team last year. And now you take away the defensive part. Well, a big part of the defensive part because Chris Paul's pretty good defensively. But it's like, no, while he, I feel like he has done better defensively, he's not going to be able to guard some of the best players. So, or at least contain them. So, that, this is where I do get kind of concerned with Houston a bit because I don't think – I think last year was the year to, for them to beat the Warriors. They didn't. Mm-hmm. So No, because of Chris Paul's injury. I think they would have won. Yeah. So, they didn't hurt the hamstring. If if they keep up their stupid offense without Chris Paul, because Chris Paul is just bound to get injured at some point this season. Yeah, he's, he's always like a shoe-in to miss like 20 games a year. Yeah. So if during that stretch, though, if they run their stupid offense of just James Harden – uh, doing their just basically the offense only. <laughs> uh, I was doing funny gestures. That's why Duncan yeah, left because he yawned. Uh, but if they do that stupid offense, then I get concerned because their defense is not going to be able to hold them this year, um, like it did last year. So, uh, are you ready for trivia time, Duncan? Oh boy, uh, we're not going to talk about the Vegas over under predictions, really. No. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. And Duncan doesn't seem passionate enough about well, it. Well, the only thing I will say though is just that I would bet if I could, if I could bet, I would bet over for the Bulls. Twenty-seven and a half. I would definitely bet over. Yeah, I probably think I probably would too, but so. I can't. I'm not old enough to yeah. legally gamble yet. Less than two months, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah David, my... David could almost do all, like so many things in two months. Oh boy. Ooh, for my birthday, buying everyone cigarettes and lotto tickets. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> at some places you can't even buy cigarettes. <laughs> I'll get I'll get lotto tickets for everybody. Yeah, yes. Scratch offs. Woo! Ooh. This party's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Oh my god. NBA. Trivia time. This one's uh, based around uh, three-pointers. We got to do this quick because our computer's about to die. Oh, yeah. Mine's at 6%. What's yours at? No, like your computer that's recording is about to die. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, trivia time. This one's... All these questions are based around uh, three-point shooting. Some good, some bad. Fantastic. So who is the first uh, volume three-point shooter, a qualified volume as five-plus attempts per game Jeez, that's to convert on 40% or better of their three-point shots? Uh, one might, one person came to mind, but I have no well, idea. Then say it. Reggie Miller? No. Okay, then. It is a fellow uh, 90s, 80s, 90s sharpshooter, though. Oh. play. Uh, you, have the, you have the right division, actually. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. He, uh, right division. Jeez, yeah, okay. he played for, um, well, he did play for the Cavs. Oh, he did. Was yeah. it Steve Kerr? No, okay. it's not Steve Kerr. He didn't shoot five again. That's what I thought. I'm just like, if it's Steve Kerr, I'd be shocked. No, he didn't shoot at the ball enough times. Uh, some people said he was a uh, Steve Nash before Steve Nash. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're gonna make me hate him now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lots of battles with uh, Jordan. He 
probably didn't win a championship with the Cavs because of the Jordan Bulls. Oh. Maybe not championship. I don't think the Cavs were that good back then. Got really quiet all of a sudden. I think the air went off. Yeah. Jeez. Ugh. His initials are MP. Why can't I think of his name? I know exactly I who know. you're talking Mark Price. Yeah, okay. there you go. That took a little yeah. prodding there. I'm like, I, I'm like, I know this guy, but I can't think of his name. Also, just a, a little bonus. I'm not going to ask you any memes here, but how many years did it take for the next person to accomplish the same feat of 40% or more from three on five or more attempts, do you think? Mm. Dun, dun. Dun, Two years, dun, maybe? Dun, more than that. Oh, okay. Ten years. Less than that, Duncan. Come on. What? That's a little extreme. <sighs> five years. It took uh, right. <laughs> people five years for someone else to do that other than Mark Price. Those, actually multiple players in the same season. Wow. Reggie Miller. Ah. Glenn Rice. Dennis Scott of NBA TV. Nick Anderson and Dana Barros. Dang. Okay. Speaking of Dana Barros, this leads us to our next question. We all know that in the 2014 season, Kyle Korver set the record for making 127 or went 127 consecutive games with making at least one three pointer. And before him, Dana Barros held the record for most consecutive games with at least one three. How many consecutive games did he make a three pointer in? I knew this before, and it's just, it's gone. Is it in the 80s? It is in the 80s, okay, so you have I, I uh, 10 choices there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm like, I think it's the 80s. I just can't remember the exact number. Is it 83? No. Dang it. While you're thinking, I have a fun fact for the listeners. Uh, go think, Duncan. Don't look at me. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so uh, during Kyle Korver's 127 or however many games it was, yeah, 127 consecutive game streak, I actually happened to be at one of the first games of this streak. It was against the Bobcats in Charlotte in 2012, and mm. I got a Kemba Walker bobblehead sitting in the $10 ticket seats because the $7 ones were all sold out. Oh, wow. 87? You're very close. 89. Yes, yeah. 89 okay. three-pointers. <laughs> Good job. But uh, we're going to head on over from three-point fame to three-point infamy. Out of players with at least 2,000 attempted three-pointers, which Hall of Fame player holds the record for lowest three-point percentage? God. <laughs> 2000, at least 2,000 attempts, okay. Yeah, so like someone who, who's shot some three-pointers. Hall of Famer? And they're not, yeah, they're, they are a Hall of Famer. They're very famous. It's even still in the NBA community today. <laughs> Played for three three different teams in his NBA career. Only three? I think so. I'll look it up. Because I know who I'm talking about, so I'll be able to tell you if it's three or not. Yeah, Chris, Chris I'm David, pretty sure it's three. Chris David knows who he's talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, because I made the question. <laughs> Um. Yeah, three teams. He played from 1984 to 2000. Oh. Eleven-time All Star, five-time All NBA First Team, five All NBA Second Teams, one All NBA Third Team, All Rookie First Team, NBA Rebounding Leader in 1987. God. Um. Can I can I get one team that he played for? Uh, he played for the Houston Rockets at one point. 
Is this Charles Barkley? It is Charles oh Barkley. Charles Barkley holds the record for most missed three-pointers of people who have shot 2,000 or more three-pointers, connecting on 26.6% of his three-pointers for his whole entire career, missing 1,482 before calling it a career. <laughs> Was it, did he shoot a lot like at the end of his career? No idea. I just oh. happened to see it in a tri- NBA trivia video, and oh I thought it was a really gosh. good question to ask you. Jeez, this this, this guy just like I can shoot threes. No, you can't. Yeah, no, stop, please, <laughs> just stop. It's crazy how high his career field goal percentage is, considering how many yeah. missed threes he has. As oh well. my gosh. Man. <laughs> and then uh, just imagine how much better he'd be if he just kept continuing to just take eighteen footers instead. Yeah, he might have a championship. Yeah, maybe. As Jack <laughs> might point out. And for our last question, uh, another three-point infamy. Well, there's another question. Yeah, this, oh. is the, this is the last one. I know we did three last time, but I came up with this last night after I saw it somewhere. So uh, out of players who have not made a three-pointer in their career, who has the most misses without making one? Oh, my God. Okay. He is a current player. Oh, he is? He is. He's with the Detroit Pistons as of right now. Pretty sure he's on the Pistons. I feel like he moved this offseason. He's played for... uh, So he has not made a three. No, he has not made a three his entire, I think, 14-year career. 14-year career. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, Let's see. Let's go to his Wikipedia page for some How are we doing on battery? (laughs) We're at 4%. Okay, we have time. Um, he was uh, a 42nd overall pick by the Orlando Magic in the 2003 NBA draft. Oh my god, I have to think that far back. Well, I'm trying to give you something that's not like super obvious uh, to start out. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Um, he's had two stints with the Milwaukee Bucks. Played for the Atlanta Hawks at one point. That's not helpful. <laughs> he's also played for both the Mavericks and the Warriors. A two-time champion, and also a three-time Turkish Presidential Cup winner. Two-time champion? From 2001 through three. Yeah, two-time champion. Won, won championships with the Warriors the last two seasons. What? <laughs> Wait. Um, oh, God. He's had some run-ins with the Boston Celtics. I think he holds the record for most offensive rebounds, actually, in a game. Let me see if that's there. Um, yes, he does hold the record for most uh, offensive rebounds in Bucks franchise history. Wow. In a game. What? He's <laughs> also had some run-ins with the Thunder in recent seasons. It's a well-known instigator. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Pachulia. <laughs> yes, Saza Pachulia. Is 0 for 27 on his career for three-pointers. Doesn't get any worse than him. Jeez. Unless you think Charles Barkley's 1,482 three-pointers is more. I should have realized that when he said the Warriors and then the Bucks, I'm like... I was really surprised that you didn't get the I'm Warriors like, when I said that. I was like, I'm, really? I'm, I'm, like no, I don't know what else mind, to say. My mind went to JaVale McGee. I'm just like, wait, I can't be That's right. That's what I was thinking, Tim. Like, well, he's going to think JaVale McGee because I said the Mavericks and the Warriors. Because yeah. those are the last two teams that JaVale was with before he was with the Lakers now. Yeah. Ugh. And I came up with Zaza being on the Pistons right off the top of my head. I completely forgot about that. So I was trying to come oh up with gosh. stuff. Yeah, I completely forgot. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Why is he on the Pistons? Ah, I don't know. Because the Warriors don't need him anymore. <laughs> even have, I guess it's Damian Jones' time at center. Yeah. When is Boogie's gone. Is still Kev- Kevon Looney? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, Damian Jones is going to have a breakout season. I Not mean, this upcoming one, but the season after when Boogie's gone. Yeah, I guess. Because I, I don't think they're resigning him. They, the Warriors don't There's need There's no way. The Warriors don't even need a center at this point. They could no. just run. They could run four on five and yeah. be fine. <laughs> More spacing that way. Yeah. They're just going to run Draymond at center and be fine. Mm-hmm. Hey, so we got to wrap this up before this computer dies. Mm-hmm. 3% now. Oh, boy. Got to run so, the charger. Yeah, I think that'll conclude this episode of the underscore NBA News Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore NBA News Pod or on Instagram at the underscore NBA News for more up-to-date information that we can't just make a podcast for every single time there's a single bit of NBA news. Yeah. You can follow me, David Burnauer, on Twitter at David of Burnauer, or if you really want to. You can follow Duncan at Twitter at Hyperhorse14. Wow, all right. <laughs> Why do I say it like that, buddy? <laughs> okay. Go follow him, please. Yeah. He needs he needs the follower count. <laughs> just like if you really want to follow. Because <laughs> he has like two followers. No, I have 20. 20? Yeah. He's really jumped up. Anyway. I, don't, I, haven't so, really uh, I haven't done it really much on Twitter, though, because of band. So I think that'll be it for today. Uh, it's the NBA News Podcast. Have a good time, whatever you're doing the rest of today. See you on the next episode.